Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, The Jack Church Show. I'm Jack Church. Or maybe you're watching us via our YouTube channel. The point being, I'm really happy you're here. And if you're watching, you can see where I'm located. If you're listening, you can probably hear the stir of the breeze and I'll let you know where I am. I'm in one of my favorite places in the world to visit is the historic Jacksonville, Oregon Cemetery. You may ask, why a cemetery? Well, because this is a place that I can come and be alone with my thoughts, talk about what I feel like talking about, and I'm pretty sure nobody's going to interrupt me. <laughs> because if they do, well, I'll probably jump out of my pants. So if you're on the podcast, that's a blessing. If you're on the YouTube channel, well, turn your head and look the other way. I wanted to give you a little update on something that took place involving my day job, as I call it. I'm a television weather guy, as some of you may know. And a couple of nights ago, um, we were doing a report in our talk show that we have. It's more of a talk show format. It's a seven o'clock broadcast. I enjoy being on this particular one. It's more um, happy news, soft news, if you will. But during the recent wildfires we've had here, we've had to tackle some tough things that have happened and it's been devastating. The final count, and it may not be the final count, but in the communities of Phoenix and Talent, just south of Medford, little suburb communities really, over 2,300 homes were lost. And that meant over 2,300 families whether it be a unit of one, two, three, four, or five, have been displaced. And we were doing a story about the goodness of our area and how they've been giving and helping and all the outpouring of love and support for people. And this is all wonderful. I then made a comment on the air. I said, you know, I said, would it not be wonderful to, I said, so many of these families, these children have now gone through COVID, now they've seen their homes burned to the ground and now they're sitting with mom and dad on a cot filled with three or four hundred people in a fair expo center having no idea what life's going to look like moving forward and i said wouldn't it be great if maybe they could find a way to open up the schools for at least these kids these fire victims to have a place to go and be in an environment a loving enriching environment and uh, have a nice lunch and just have a little bit of normalcy return to their lives. I said, wouldn't that be great? <clears throat> and my co-host agreed, said, yeah, that would be great. And I followed up and I said, you know, if there are any officials watching out there, I really hope maybe you could give this some thought because I think we all agree this is a lot, not just on adults, but on little kids. To have, take this, to have to take this in and maybe just a return to school for a few hours each day could be the thing that keeps them going. Then I moved on and did my weather report, didn't think much about it. And then lo and behold, a couple of days later, the management team comes to me and says, hey, you gotta quit uh, putting us in this position. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Oh, your comments the other night about having school for the kids, we got some emails and people are outraged. I'm like, what? They're outraged? Because 
Little kids sitting on cots trying to do school, maybe on a laptop in a what's normally housing animals for a farm show at the fair. It, it, they're upset that I suggested we get them out of there and maybe have a few hours a day of some normalcy. Well, yeah, they, they did, and you just can't put us in that position. We can't appear to be biased. I'm like, biased? It's biased to want children to have a better situation? And the more I thought about it, the angrier I got. I looked at some of the emails, and people were saying, oh, you're anti-COVID. Oh, you're making this into political statements. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world are you people smoking? That was the farthest thing from my mind. And I thought a little more and I thought, how sad. And I thought the ones who were all upset about how this would be terrible. One person said, you want our children to be guinea pigs for COVID in the schools. I'm like, have you seen the living conditions in a shelter? and how everybody is stacked on top of each other? And you think sending them a few of these children, I'm not talking about sending the entire school system back to school, I was talking about the children affected by the fires. Again, politics, furthest thing from my mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I just got angrier about it. It just really bothered me. And uh, I was told by the management team, now don't go on air and say anything else, because I've been known to do that. I'll respond. But I thought, no, all right, I won't. I'll do what you say. And it was interesting. Uh, they said, we'll forward you a sampling of some of the emails. So they forwarded me two emails. Because I'm going to tell you, I think the vast majority of people would agree we need to do something to help these children. The two emails I did receive that were forwarded to me were without email addresses because I know they were worried I would email them back. And you better bet I would. I would like to have a conversation with these people. I know times are difficult out there with everything that's going on. But my gosh, have we lost our ability to show compassion for our fellow man and our children? That's what this is about. That's all it was ever intended to be about. Well, fast forward. Yesterday, three days after my comments, lo and behold, the local school system announces, we need to find a way to get our children back in school. The mental consequences of what's happened in recent weeks we're seeing that with our children and we need to find a way to return them to some form of normalcy. Thank you. Thank you. So maybe what I said wasn't so biased. Maybe it wasn't wrong. And the good news is there is some compassion out there. Kudos to our local school superintendent who passionately in his address on our local news, you could tell this man did indeed care about our children. And he said, we don't need to try. We have to make this happen for the overall general health and welfare of these children. There's just not much more they can take. And I'm not discounting the parents. Oh my gosh. You know, 
I've told people this before, you could burn my house down 10 times if I could still have my lovely bride Pam with me. Life is way more important. But I don't discount though, the loss of your home and your possessions either. It's tough. And this is a tough road we're on. So my original podcast was entitled, You Can't Say That on Television, What I Said. And I guess on that day, I couldn't say it. But somebody did hear me. And I don't know, it probably wasn't what I said on TV that made a difference or made an impact. You know, I could puff myself up and go, hey, I helped change this. But I'm, I doubt if that was the reason. I'm sure we have some good-hearted, smart people in the education system who thought this through as well. And we have communities around us who are back in school. So I'm sure that had an influence as well. So again, that was a, we hope it's going to be a good ending to the story. Of course, the county health department person had to come on and go, now, wait a minute. We just had our fourth death in seven months from COVID. This is still a crisis. We need to think this through before we let children back in the classrooms. The latest death, and it's terrible, a 72-year-old woman, but she did have underlying health conditions. So it's going to take a lot of work. I know it is, but I hope some good will come out of this. Something will be raised from the ashes, as they say. I think we all can agree on that. And that brings me to another item I wanted to just mention. <laughs> Excuse me. A little smoke left, but not much. It's really cleared a lot from what it was. I noticed as I was making my walk over here to the cemetery today that something has become popular in this small Oregon town, and I don't know if it's happening in your town, is these signs popping up in people's yards. And I'm not talking about signs for Biden or Trump or whomever it might be, but we're also seeing a lot of these uh, signs where people are proclaiming different things that they believe in the Constitution or they believe in Black Lives Matter or different rights and things like that. And, and I thought, that's fine, but at the same time, it's also a little bit sad. Do you really have to tell people that you love and care about other people and that you love and care about the Constitution, that you love and care about your country? I would hope that maybe just the way you walk throughout your daily life and the way you interact with other people, that that would be enough without having to put a sign in your yard. Now, some of you may disagree with me, and that's fine. Let's just not get ugly about it, okay? That's the one thing we have lost is our civility. And no, don't start blaming it on Trump or blaming it on Biden or whatever. This is just a problem with mankind right now. And I think we just need to get back to trying to do that one thing that we all desperately need to do, and that's just simply one, love one another. I think some of you know I am a Christian. Uh, I, believe in, I believe that Christ came to this earth, walked it, died, and saved me of my sins. Some of you may not believe that way, and you know what? That's perfectly fine. I'm not gonna be here to try and convert you. 
You can't force your religion or beliefs on anyone. But the one thing that Jesus did say that I think we can all agree with was, love thy neighbor. And I've said it before with these broadcasts, let's love thy neighbor. Is it that hard? Yes, I run into people from time to time that will irritate me, but I've learned. Just turn the other cheek and go, okay. Because I'm going to tell you too, some of my best friends in life, I mean my best friends in life for over 30 years, we may have kind of an idea of how we feel on some political issues or things like that, but you know what? We don't talk about it because I don't want to argue about it. I just want to help cultivate our deep and rich friendships. I want to concentrate on the love that I want to share with my friends and relatives. It's not that hard. And trust me, it's a lot easier as well. Again, I've not solved any world problems here. And sadly, there'll be some who watch this and they're going to get all bent out of shape and they'll start spreading their venom. And to them, I say, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. I forgive you. You want to be mad. You want to be upset. That's on you. All I'm asking again is love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Can it be that hard? I don't think so. Hey, thanks for checking in with me here on the Jack Church Show, my podcast. I hope if you enjoyed this, you'll tell others, your friends, your neighbors, your relatives to say, hey, check out this guy. And by the way, it's available on all the major platforms. I'm amazed, like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. It's pretty cool. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, I'm probably going to be transitioning more and more over to the podcast because quite honestly, um, and again, not puffing myself up, the audience response has been pretty amazing. I've been shocked. And this may indeed finally be what I've been looking for, my calling, my way to advance what I do and maybe move away from the commercial aspects of the broadcast world into my little broadcast world where I can kind of call the shots and where I can kind of say what I want to say and maybe in some way make a difference. And that would be what I would ask of you. Go out there today, make a difference. As we always say to have a great day, make it a better tomorrow until next time, bye now.